you're listening to Fantasy Frenemies, a new fantasy football podcast. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and 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 in this context, there's no disrespect. So when I bust my rhyme, you break your neck. We got five minutes for us to disconnect from all intellect and let the rhythm affect. Get it started. Get it started. Get it started. Let's get it started. Ha. Let's get it started. Get it started. Get it started. Let's get it started. Good night. No matter when you're listening to us, we thank you for joining us. Week two of the NFL season has wrapped up with the Packers absolutely depantsing the Lions on Monday Night Football. And we are back again with another episode of the Fantasy Frenemies podcast. Joining us today are the same four you've heard if you've been listening. Me, Brandon, Brandon. then we got Brian, Blaze, and Trevor. If you're still here, that means you're not sick of us yet. So thank you for rejoining us. And if you, this is your first time, um, don't know how you found it, but welcome. Um, maybe stick around. Give it a shot. Maybe if you like it, go back and watch our previous few episodes. Uh, absolutely. You can find us on all everything. We're everywhere. Um, so this week in fantasy, we had three of the four games in our Dynasty Leagues were absolute blowouts. We had me... Blowing out Brian. So now Brian, alleged second best team in the league, is now 0 and 2. Sorry. When I did the power rankings, I actually had it flipped, like in, in reverse order. So second oh. was second. Wait, so was I was worse. number one then. Yeah, Blaze was okay. number one. So Blaze well, is severely underperforming the original Thank ranking. <laughs> and then in the in the second game, we had um reoccurring guest CJ beat uh Blaze. By about Blow 90 lot. points, so another blowout. <laughs> then we have the current first place team and Kevin absolutely just destroyed that was, Trevor. Oh, that was terrible. It was so bad. My team Duh. just was like, we're not showing up this week. He found a way to double up Trevor. <laughs> more, more than double up. More than double up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Trevor and I didn't even hit 100. Well, before And then the last game was our closest game. It was of two non-pop podcasties we had courtney beat jalen by about 14 so that was the that was the closest game but uh first i just want to ask blaze and trevor how's it feel to suck it's pretty good rough. join the club join the club <laughs> when, when i said last week that i would be happy never winning another game this dynasty league <laughs> i didn't think it would come that soon and in that way i thought it would at least be close losses yeah i didn't think i would almost get doubled up on the week after but i still beat brian so i'm content with that that it didn't happen to me it didn't i didn't get doubled up (laughs) yeah well you guys did get demolished there's no way around that Mm -hmm. scoring under 100 points in an eight-man league is a little rough but you're both one and one and there's only one person in this podcast in this zoom call right now that doesn't have a win. Yeah. <laughs> I just had the to play. Second I had best to, team. I had to play Blaze week one. <laughs> the power. He would have beaten me if, if my week two score went to week one too, but eh, it's fine. 
It just derailed your season. You just, like, they lost, and now they're just morally hey, defeated. Hey, there's a reason this is a dynasty league, right? So, I'm not playing for this year. <laughs> I'm looking towards the future now. It was... <laughs> your team sucks now. Your team's going to continue to suck. You don't know that. You don't know that. You don't know what the future... Well, you don't know if... Um, several quarterbacks would, you know, die in a car crash or something. You know, they all. Well, that was a little God, that was, I was like, that was morbid. <laughs> oh, You're gonna get the, uh, the FBI on us right now. <laughs> yeah. If any quarterbacks go missing, it is Brian's <laughs> fault. Oh, don't say that. Goodness. Well, the the Netflix documentary on Brian kidnapping <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is gonna be phenomenal. Oh, I like Patrick Mahomes. Okay, maybe not Patrick. Who are you kidnapping? <laughs> Give us a hint. Mike Glennon. Mike. Why would you kidnap Mike Glennon? <laughs> <laughs> to force him on our podcast oh wait yeah, that's what that's the perfect crime yeah you can't report me for that one because that'll be a positive <laughs> all right <laughs> anyway and then, so that was the recap in our league um after two weeks we have kevin at two and oh me at two and oh courtney at one and one cj one and one trevor one and one blaze one and one and then both Jalen and Brian at 0-2. So a lot, gang, of, gang. lot of blowouts, but I think things are going to start tightening up as people get a better grasp on their team, where they need help, and who they should be starting and sitting every week. Mm-hmm. And then in an in a NFL recap, um, the games we picked last week were Browns and Texans, the Chargers and Cowboys, and then Chiefs and Ravens. The, those were the, the three games we picked. The standings now are after after that week. If you remember, we had almost all the same picks, but Brian. And uh, it's sad to say again, Brian is in last place with another thing. After his <laughs> trying to be different did not pan out. So our picks so far this year: Trevor is five and three, Blaze is four and four, I am five and three, and Brian is in dead last at three and five. Yeah, I'm not too upset about the. Um pick that I went out on on a limb by because I, I, I think if there were certain things that, you know, went correctly as they probably as the as in the Chargers not committing twelve penalties, uh I might have a chance of that. It was a close game either way. So I'm not too upset. You could flip that. it this week anyways, so who knows? Yep. You might be on top next week. Mm. So. Mm. I mean us four were also one Fumble in the fourth quarter away from winning one more game. Yeah, with that Chiefs yeah, Ravens, Clyde Edwards, very close, very close. I we're I have a feeling we're going to talk more about that fumble later for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. But um, it was it was an eventful week in week two. We had definitely some games get out of hand blowout wise that we didn't expect, and also some games were a lot closer than Vegas and us were expecting heading into this week. So, is there any any games you guys want to touch on? I was getting very big Chad Henne energy from uh, Davis Mills coming into play for the Texans, and I was getting very worried in that uh, that second half. But <laughs> he was going to come and shred our defense. Yeah, <laughs> I I was not worried because I believe the fir- the second play Davis Mills came in, he threw a pick or something like that. Um, but I, yeah, I, I wasn't too worried about that game. I, I I'm a little worried about our secondary coming together. Um, because we've been shredded two weeks now, and oh, granted, one was yeah. by the Chiefs, but this one was by Brandon Cooks and the Texans. And oh, well, and and to be honest, it was only Brandon Cooks, really. Correct. But that's still a bit concerning that a team like Houston can can shred our defense. 
I just yeah. don't know why we didn't blitz a new quarterback. And the one time we did blitz him, it was a sack fumble. Mm. So I, like, I feel like there wasn't a lot of pressure on the quarterback. There was no, none. But... There was none. Garrett, I have no Garrett idea why. Clowney did not get home at all in that game, and that's mm-hmm. that's pretty concerning. But yeah. Grant Delpit looked real good in that first game, though. Mm-hmm. He flashed. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah. Another game that I just thought was interesting was the Titans-Seahawks, how the Seahawks kind of just blew mm-hmm. the massive lead they had and then lost it in overtime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it says more about the Seahawks or the Titans, though, because, like, once again, the Titans just looked bad in the first half. Mm-hmm. Like, they couldn't get anything going. I mean... Obviously, they started to hand it off to Derrick Henry, and he just yeah. broke open for 200-plus yards. But The offensive talent for Tennessee finally showed up in the second half of that game after not mm-hmm. being present for th- for uh, six quarters. But I think the Titans will be in the playoff hunt, I think, especially in the, their division is not good. Jags are awful. Texans, who knows how long Tyrod will be out. Um, and with Davis Mills. the best team in that league. They, you know, with Tyra, they might be a lot better than we thought they were. But um, with Davis Mills, I don't know about that. And then the Colts, Carson Wentz is hurt again. Um, Sprained both so, ankles. Yes, he did. Uh, and when he did play, he was up and down. He threw a pick on a shovel pass, um, which is hard to do when you're playing, you know, <laughs> like throwing it five yards underhand. But um, we'll see how the Colts do. I mean, I don't think they're you know, talented enough to win with Jacob Eason as their starting quarterback. So we'll see. Sam Ellinger, but he's hurt. Isn't yes, he? he is hurt. Yes, he is hurt. Oh, so it, it'll be Jacob Eason, I think. And, as long, and yeah. no one else? I see who else do they have? Uh, <laughs> I don't all. think they have anybody else. They might have like a practice squad guy, but I nobody that's like worthy. Okay. Um, uh, maybe they'll sign Cam Newton. <laughs> maybe. They, I I mean, I guess. And then... Uh, He's out there. Another big storyline from this week was the Bills bouncing back in a big way with a 35 to nothing win over the Dolphins. I mean, I, I think that game played differently than the scoreboard shows. Yes. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, a big bounce back win yeah. for the Bills after pretty much handing that game to the Steelers in week one. Yeah. I don't know if Josh Allen really played that well. To, to win 35. Yeah. I don't think Josh Allen is playing as well as he did last year. No. I mean, he was an MVP candidate for, you know, a lot of last year. I mm-hmm. let's, let's hope it's a slow start, especially for my fantasy team, but I just don't know. Mm-hmm. I really don't know if he's going to kick it into high gear or not. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask, as a avid Josh Allen fantasy owner, having him last year and this year, it's not, not panning out the way you thought it would yet, is it? It's not, no. And I don't... Diggs did okay this week. He had like 17 points. Last week he had like 10. And I, I, I am curious if maybe teams realize that Diggs was his go-to guy and if they can just stop Diggs from doing anything if Josh Allen can throw the ball to anyone else. And it doesn't seem like it right now because Josh Allen's had at least a pick in both weeks so far, I think. so. And not only that too, but the Bills still have no run game. So I think their run game has actually been a lot better than last year. Singletary had a big run. They've actually, I mean, they had three rushing touchdowns this past year or the past week. They had like near 100 yards. I think they're running it a little bit better because their passing game is kind of struggling. So they have to a little bit. So they have That's to fair. run it. But yeah. uh, again, but it's still nowhere yeah. that, it, like, for a, a contender, it has to be still. Yeah, it's better. very, very volatile. Mm-hmm. And their offensive line, I think, is regressed a little bit. It doesn't look, at least, you know, 
Josh Allen looks to be under a little more pressure. And that could be the defenses he's facing, Pittsburgh and Miami, two pretty above-average defenses that we most people would say were above-average. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it goes into the future. Yeah, absolutely. I guess, the honestly, what, where I'm most surprised is if you told me in the preseason that the Raiders, the Broncos, and the Panthers – would be three of the undefeated teams remaining after week two. I would have told you you're crazy. Yeah. But and I think the most shocking of those three is the Raiders because it was against Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Yeah. Like I mean the uh, against playoff Panthers contenders. faced the Jets and the Saints and then the Jaguar or the Broncos beat the Jaguars and the Giants who like Yeah, yeah. Those two if I if you told me they were undefeated, I wouldn't believe you. But if you showed me their schedule, then I might believe you a little bit more. But the Raiders, I would have expected zero and two to start the season. Yeah, or one and one maybe. One and one at the best. But they they've looked very good. Their defense looks. But good. are they frauds again? Like because last season they were what six and three through nine weeks and then, then they, they collapse apart. And... So is is it going to be like last year where they look hot? Are they peaking too early? Is a question. Yes, we'll to see. Ask, I guess. I mean, so. Carr is definitely playing lights out. Oh, I mean, mm-hmm. he's playing very well. If he keeps playing like he is, I've who knows with the Raiders? They, they, they might the. The, the one thing that concerns me with the Raiders is their offensive line is bad. And it's yeah. gotten worse because of injuries. They've lost two starters already. Um, their best player is still not playing. And they can't run the ball at all. And Josh Jacobs was hurt, obviously, for the first week and then didn't play the second week. Um, but it's, it's going to be tough if you can't run the ball very well. And those are two, again, mm-hmm. two good defenses they played in Baltimore mm-hmm. and Pittsburgh. So if they play a weaker run defense, maybe it's different. But... You got they got to be able to run the ball at least a little bit. Same with same as Buffalo, can't just throw it every time, or eventually that'll catch up to them. Yeah, absolutely. They're in a really tough division too, so mm-hmm. they they could get beat up. We'll see what happens. <laughs> They're there. winning the division right now. This is the first time I think since like twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen the Chiefs have not at least had a share of first place in the West. That's crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then to to wrap up our week two recap. Uh, Blaze and Trevor, what did you, what did you think about the Eagles? I know, I know they lost, but they put up another pretty good showing for a team that we thought was going to be an absolute bottom dweller this year. I thought their defense played decent. I actually didn't get to watch much of that game because mm-hmm. I was at the Browns game, so I didn't see many of the highlights. I know what the final score was seventeen eleven, mm-hmm. which is a lot closer. I mean, I thought the mm-hmm. Niners would have won by a couple more points at least, um, mm-hmm. but I, I'm curious if. Just did Trey Sermon play again for them? That I don't know. Did he was he a healthy scratch again? No, he one played. carry and got a concussion on the yes. on his one oh, carry. Okay. And it was so, it was only after I believe someone got hurt, right? That M- Mitchell got again. hurt and Hasty got hurt, and then Sermon got a concussion. So their top three backs. I was gonna say. So I'm curious if them not having a run game kind of killed them. I mean, Jimmy G's a fine quarterback. Mm-hmm. But like once again, not having a run game and you're only they know you're only gonna pass the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean they can just play coverage the whole game. So I'm curious if that had anything to do with it. Um Jalen Hurts, I think he did fine again. Nothing spectacular, but so I I think the Eagles have a shot. I mean, they're in the NFC East. I think that Washington looks good, Dallas looks good, the Giants I, I don't think the Giants have a chance. I think the Eagles look fine, so I think that'll be a three team race over there. Mm-hmm. Probably a two-team race between the football team and Dallas, but the Eagles, I guess, have a chance to play spoiler. Mm-hmm. That'll be a good Monday night football game. It's Eagles-Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, that's... So we'll yeah. get a really good indicator of who is a competitor in the division. If the Cowboys just go in and blow them out, 
then sure. they're probably not going to be a contender. But if it's a close game or if the Eagles end up winning, then Eagles got a shot. Mm-hmm. Blaze, you, Blaze, you got anything else? I will, I will say, though, with the Eagles game, Jalen Hurts threw a 91-yard pass, yeah. and the Eagles didn't score on that drive. Yes. That was mm, so they didn't funny. score on that one. Nope. Nope. Zero zero points. They oh they God. went for it on fourth and goal, I believe. They didn't got get it. I didn't see much of that game, but I saw that highlight and I was like, oh shit. And then I assumed they would score from that, but yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And then before we transition into Brandon's big brain move of the week, any any last takes or remarks about the week two games? Brown's gotta be better. Mm. Browns weren't good enough. Baker's shoulders got to be attached to his arm in order to play quarterback. <laughs> they popped it back in. It's all good. They did, but it looked it was like it was literally just a piece of meat hanging there. Well, for, for I a thought bit. he broke his arm at first, and like the all the people I was watching with, we were in this big room, and it just went silent. Yep, and there was like no a... words spoken for a couple minutes. Bummer. <laughs> like he said, God gave him two sh- two shoulders for a reason, and luckily it was his non throwing shoulder. So. <laughs> I thought he was just dead. I I couldn't see from up there how bad it was. I just saw him on the. I thought he like broke his arm or his hand or something. I couldn't tell. So I, that's why I texted you guys. I was like, uh, I can't see. They're not showing a replay from up here. So what happened? And you guys were like, uh, broken collarbone. And I went, that would be very bad. Yeah, I, I'm happy it's not a collarbone injury. That could have been a lot worse. But week two, Brandon's big brain move of the week. There, there honestly wasn't too many bad plays this week in our in our league. Don't be, you you don't could be, don't say be. something about Brian, but he's having a rough go of it right now, so I will leave him alone, although he did sit Terry McLaurin. Yep. So the, the big brain move of the week goes to CJ for starting Jarvis Landry over Higgins, which in theory shouldn't have been that bold of a move, but if you if you watched the Browns game or are a Browns fan, you saw Jarvis go down on what I believe was the second play of the game, mm-hmm. with a uh, strained MCL. They got put they put him on the IR, so he got he got CJ one point, and Higgins was on his bench with about eighteen or so. CJ won the ga- yeah won the game comfortably, mm-hmm. so it didn't matter. But that was the the most egregious mistake in our league this week, Mo- mostly. People lived up to their potential. They they played the best lineup they could. It's just whether or not that lineup performed in the case of Blaze and Trevor. And, and me, but I also didn't play some of my better players for some reason. Yeah, you, you told me to leave you alone, so I'll leave you alone. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah. So now and we're going to transition into our tops, flops, and drops segment that I'm sure all of our listeners love by now. Brian, you wanna you wanna kick that one off? Uh, yeah, I can have a flop, and we we mentioned it earlier. My my first flop is gonna be Josh Allen. Um, he's been he hasn't been very good in two weeks, and people were drafting him as the second, probably roughly the second best quarterback, maybe the third, depending on what league you were in, but a top three quarterback in fantasy, and he's he's not performed like that. I don't think he's cracked twenty points yet. Uh, in a six point per passing touchdown league, it's it's kind of concerning. I mean, their offense was supposed to take another step forward, and they were supposed to be a legitimate Super Bowl contender. And I mean, they've they've beat up on the Dolphins, who lost Tua in the first couple minutes of the game, and even with Tua, I think the Bills still would have won that game pretty handily. Um, but they lost to Pittsburgh, 
even though they outgained him by a lot, they just couldn't score. Uh, they couldn't push the ball towards the end zone at all. And I think, you know, it's it, like Trevor said earlier, I think teams are starting to clue in on a little bit on how the Buffalo offense is performing. And Josh Allen's trying to overcompensate a little bit. He's throwing it high and out of bounds a lot more now than he was last year. And so it's a bit concerning. And, I, you know, I don't think we're at the point where you can bench Josh Allen yet. I don't, I don't think you can. I think he's he's proven enough last year that he's going to be – he's going to have some games where he's excellent. But The only could. reason I would consider benching him is because I have Tom Brady on my bench who scored nine touchdowns over two games. Yeah, that would be a that would be maybe one of the only cases is if Tom Brady was your second quarterback there. But right, yeah. Judging by how people are drafting it, to start before the start of the season, most likely your second quarterback, if you drafted Josh Allen, isn't going to be that good, or maybe is a rookie. Exactly. So you're you're kind of stuck with it. But I I think we'll give it a few more weeks to see how it goes. But He's he's certainly regressed in in two weeks compared to his his last year's form. Speaking of top position players not living up, uh, my flop is George Kittle. He's put up Yikes. some stinky stinky numbers <laughs> these past two weeks, and I haven't seen much of the Forty ers games these past two weeks. So I don't know like how much is his fault versus how much it's just the offense or the injuries to the running backs. But I'm hoping. He starts to pick it up a bit, but based on these last two weeks, it's pretty, pretty stinky, the numbers he's put up for being the number two quarterback taken in our uh, draft, I think. Tight end. Yeah, tight end. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, if you if you took him before Waller, you're, you're kicking yourself a little bit. Oh, 100%. Well, mainly because Darren Waller's the only person that Derek Carr throws it to. Mm-hmm. Not than, this, not the, the Steelers game. Bomb. Other than the long bomb to Ruggs, yeah. Hey, in the Steelers game, he only had a couple, like, four catches or maybe five catches. Yeah. It wasn't a lot. He spread the ball out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I also had a couple flops. I, I'm I'm just I'm going to also say my tops as well. But my flops are, once again, my tight ends, who I listened to Brandon's advice and picked up Tyler Higby, <laughs> who got me a whopping 1.8 points. This <laughs> that should have been the big brain move. I didn't see that one. Yeah, wait, that, yeah, that should have been the big brain move. Uh, so, you know, my tight ends once again are struggling and I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with Tyler Higby hopefully here. Well, maybe not next week because they face, uh, uh, who do they face? Um, Buccaneers, the rain, the Buccaneers, they play, um, they play the Rams. I do have Robert, I do have Robert Tanya on my bench who played decent. So maybe I'll start him. I wouldn't, you know, Tom, or may- I wouldn't be opposed to starting Tyler Higby against the Bucks because you're going to be throwing the ball a lot. Because their true. offense is pretty good. And I know the Rams defense is really good too, but you never know. Yeah. Tyler Higby could get it. Tanyan did okay this week solely because Aaron Rodgers actually decided to show up for the football game. Um, <laughs> so maybe I'll start him. I'll have to see who their matchups are. But I think, I wouldn't say a top, but a guy that's actually been pretty consistent, at least for me so far, and um, is Adam Thielen. He had what, like a 30-point game last week and a 15-point game this week. Um so he seems to be the like last year. It seemed like Justin Jefferson was Kirk Cousins' like go to guy at least in the second half of the season. But at least the first few games so far, it seems like Adam Thielen is is kind of his guy. And then um, another top, uh, at least this week, was um, DJ Moore. He played well. He got twenty one points for Kevin against me, of course. But um, he put up a good game, and you know, being the number one wide receiver beside Robbie Anderson, I think that he's a decent player to have so those are my two tops of the week 
Gotcha. For for a flop this week, I have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, or Elay, or however you want to pronounce his last name. That he really hurt Brian. He mm-hmm. hurt him bad. Yeah. How how many points did he have, Brian? Was it like one one point six? He probably yeah. should have had four point six or four point eight. <laughs> but he fumbled the game away, and now he might bad. lose some carries because of it. The, fu- so. the fumble was bad. It but was bad. but through two weeks. He hasn't necessarily gotten the the rushing production you would expect, which it was a negative game script for both games in terms of running the ball. A lot of points put up in the Ravens game. They were down early against the Browns, so maybe not the rushing attempts you'd look for, but his kind of calling card coming out of LSU was his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, and he's getting no targets. So without that constant volume, if you you own Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you got to be a little concerned after these first two weeks. Is that a scheme thing though? Because I feel like the Chiefs just yeah. don't throw. I, it to I was gonna say no running backs in the Chiefs have gotten many catches. They usually they have in the past thrown it, and Andy Reid has always thrown it to running backs in in all of his offenses before this year. I think I say he just hasn't done it all. This yeah, year. I think even last year I feel like towards yeah. the end of the year they didn't do. Yeah, much. a lot of their offenses now at least down the field. And it's looking more at quick strikes down the field. There's not a lot of developing plays. It's more of either quick strikes or Mahomes scramble, find Kelsey or Hill. Um, yeah, I was say find Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey, which I, that offense runs through those three guys: Mahomes, Hill, and uh, Kelsey. Like, yeah, like you said, the the running game is like non-existent for them. I feel like so. And then, and then my top of the week, I have Cortland Sutton. He had a mm. stellar twenty-four point nine points this week. That was with and, no touchdowns, too, right? Yeah, with no touchdowns. The touchdowns went to Tim Patrick and Fant, I think. Yeah, no Fant got one. Got had the t- had the touchdowns this week. After during week one, early on there in their game, Jerry Judy was balling, and then he went down with the ankle injury, and people were questioning who's going to get the targets now that Judy's out. Is it going to be Tim Patrick or KJ Hamler or Noah Fant? Kind of overlooking Sutton because he's coming off that knee injury, and boy did he respond. He had he had twelve targets on the on the day. And they're throwing the ball a lot because they can't run the ball lately. And if if Bridgewater's being as efficient as he has, Sutton's in for a big rest of the year, especially the remainder of the time that Judy is out. So now we're gonna actually just kidding, completely read the read the script wrong here. Um, <laughs> booms and busts. Who's got who's got a boom? Obviously, Derrick Henry was the big one, so I'm gonna take that right away. If you had Henry on your team, <laughs> you just won. You just took the W. It was amazing. Yeah. But who else had a great week, guys? Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones has four touchdowns. <laughs> four touchdowns. Aaron Jones hurt me bad. Aaron, yeah. Um, Aaron Jones had a really great week. Lamar had actually a pretty, a pretty good bounce back game. He had like thirty four or something. Mm-hmm. He had a he had a pretty pretty stellar game. Yeah, I mean Kyler Murray once again thirty five points or whatever. So I feel like that's just going to be the normal for Kyler. Like if he scores less right. than thirty, you're like darn bad week for Kyler. He's yeah. Mm-hmm. He's ridiculous. Um, yes. Cooper Cup had another great week. Oh, yeah. Cooper Killed Cup. Killed me. Hurt me. That one hurt me. <laughs> yeah, it definitely Stafford's favorite target so far. Yeah. I know. I don't know if you guys have heard this, but him and Cooper Cup eat breakfast together like every day. So <laughs> the breakfast club is repeated on the field at the moment. <laughs> Cooper Cup's putting up big points. I will say on the Rams, they tip it, this typically happens with the Rams, is that they'll key on on one guy for a couple weeks. And then as soon as teams start to stop that, 
they'll switch to another guy. And so usually it's like either Cup or Woods, and it used to be Brandon Cooks was there as well, or maybe he was good. Tyler Higby, the tight end monster, had a couple of games at the last year where he was like a beast, and then he just went away. So maybe with Stafford it might be different. Cup might be the number one for the rest of the year. But I think it's for Robert Woods owners, and myself included, um, don't worry right now because – this happens with the Rams. They, they they go to one guy for a couple weeks until somebody stops them, and then they'll switch. Yeah, absolutely. I think Robert Woods would be just fine. Mm-hmm. What about Bus? Who who hurt your guys' feelings this week? Obviously, Clyde was a big, big-time bust. Jarvis Landry, I would say, is a little bit of a bust. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily any offensive fault. It's just he got hurt. A.J. Brown was a pretty, pretty stinker bust for me this week. Mm-hmm. With that offense, I was expecting him to get more targets, and it just feels very hit or miss whether he gets them or not, especially yeah. with Derrick Henry just destroying the field. Uh, mm-hmm. There wasn't really much chance for him there. I think he had like seven points this week. but Yeah, Julio we'll also being having a really good game did not mm-hmm. help. <laughs> yeah, Tyreek and Amari Cooper, after being, what, the one-two wide receivers last week, each put up less than six points this week, so those guys were big busts this week. I mean – you expect them to probably bounce back from that. It was probably just a bad week for him or whatever, but mm-hmm. I guess we'll see. Yeah, Alvin Kamara had an awful oh, yeah, week, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he was bad. Yeah, The whole Especially Saints offense did. <laughs> the, I was say, the Saints offense yeah. was just bad this week. I ran with him in some FanDuel lineups and just got absolutely toasted off that. <laughs> it was, it was yeah. sad, but... Um, Jason Sanders, the kicker for the Dolphins. Obviously, mm-hmm. the Dolphins didn't score a point. So if you had him as your kicker, a fat... I have him as my kicker in a different league. It's pretty fun. Did you win? No, I I have not won a fantasy game this year. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) How many leagues are you in? Three. It's not bad, but... I'm 0-6 this year. Yep. It's unfortunate. Looking for the bounce back this week. Looking for the bounce back. Wait, this is Brian's week. We called it. Yeah, week three is week of Brian. I hope you. I hope so because if I lose again, uh, there's that stigma around zero and three teams in the NFL not making the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to go on a run here yeah. if you uh, mm-hmm. lose again. Yeah, might start might start a open sale on my dynasty team if anybody wants any players. Hit me up. <laughs> start trading away to get draft capital. Yeah. I mean, we, we you put a, quite a quite a few players on the old trade block. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I put two. I don't think I put that many. But Actually, no. I I put yeah, a lot of you did, you did. players on the trade block. Yeah, I want I want something big to happen. I love trades. I do love trades. I know you love trades, but it's it's me. tough. It's tough and it's tough in this league because there are a couple people that don't like trades. Um, I'm no longer trading. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to trade anymore. It's okay, Trevor. <laughs> It's all right. You won the league, so you it, it, honestly can't complain too much. Mm-mm. Not using the true. players that you traded for. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. But yeah. Anyway, boys, you got any got any receipts from last week's takes? Any uh, ice cold takes you want to talk about from last week? Ice cold takes. I don't know if we had many takes last week. I mean, Jameis didn't perform well. I but... mean, Akron hasn't played Ohio State yet, so <laughs> I don't know how well that one will age yet. But <laughs> I mean, the way they looked against Tulsa 
Uh, it's looking a little less. <laughs> that hot. might not be such a cold take. Um, no, I think I think last week was pretty tame, mainly because I I really reined it in a little bit <laughs> after my week one performance. I didn't really go outside my comfort zone. I still went one and two of my picks. Well, then let's hear a new hot take this week, Brian. Yeah, Brian. New- I'll, Brian. I'll come this up with Brian's something. Week. I'll come up with something. Yep. Okay, we'll we'll circle back to you. Yeah, Trevor, yeah. your Jameis takes yeah, did James not look I'm, I'm still good. in the Jameis train. He didn't do. He didn't do well last week. It's all right. He had a. He had a. You know. Uh, what's it called? Like an emotional letdown. He had what four or five touchdowns. He was super high. It's like oh, I don't even have to try. Well, fun fact, James, you have to try in the NFL. Um, so I think that I think that this week he's going to realize that he actually has to try, and I think that he's going to have a bounce back week. I'm going to say I'm going to say two touchdown game, two touchdowns, no picks. He's going to play solid, and I think they're going to win. Who do they face this week? I think New England. They, New England. I think they'll be. Is New it? England. Is it in Foxborough? Uh, uh, yes. Well, that's good because their stadium's on fire. That's true. The, the, yeah. the stadium's <laughs> burning down at the moment. So, all right. I've I've got a hot take for you guys. Oh, here. it's already got. This it. is okay. gonna be spicy. The Lions are gonna upset the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are gonna have a a big holdover from beating the Chiefs. So the Detroit Lions are gonna. Come into their own stadium and beat the Ravens. I like it. I, I like I'm, it. I'm all for Raven slander. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that was just music that, to my that's ears. My right hot thing. take. I think the Ravens hey. should be zero and two. Anybody so. want to? Anyone want to? Anybody want to skip Bayless the uh, skip Bayless this with me and bet some Diet Mountain Dew? <laughs> <laughs> what? No. All righty then, Brian. You don't Whatever know about that. On their show, they always bet um, cases of Diet Mountain Dew. All right, him well, and Shannon we'll... Sharp. There you go. I'm all cracked up. Oh, uh, you can't. You, you guys got to watch more sports talk shows. You don't. You don't get the. The only out. talk show I listen to is Fantasy Frenemies. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only important talk show, mm-hmm. Brian. The our, fact that our, you are our, listening to other people, our competitors. Talk. <laughs> Come on now, yeah. You're boosting yeah, the we're ratings. We're on the same level. We're we on the same. We need to boost level. our own ratings. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's my hot take. Okay. Yeah, I think the only other cold take we had is my Antonio Brown take iced up this week hard. Yeah. But I yeah. one thing I didn't talk about last week that I wanted to is I think that wide receiver room is going to be a carousel of ups and downs. It's going to be a revolving door. I mean, week one, mm-hmm. Mike Evans sucked. Think... Week two, Mike Evans had two touchdowns. I think they all have a lot of boom and bust. Yeah. Potential week to mm-hmm. week, but that that's enough of hot takes, booms, busts, what's not. So, to kind of spice up the podcast this week, we decided to do a QB top ten power ranking segment. But rather than each each of us coming up with our own rankings or just doing one as a, a complete podcast, we split up into two teams, which are Brian and I on team one and Blaze and Trevor on team two, and we each as a team combined came together and made a top 10 rankings and it's it's up to the viewers and to decide whose rankings they agree with more and we we'll, we'll put a poll on our instagram and twitter yep. you can tell us who's you we'll put a poll up and as we sit here right now we do not know each other's rankings so this is completely new to us so we're, we're gonna see what happens um blaze and trevor do you want to open up with your top five? Oh wait do we want to go reverse 10, 10 through 6, we can go okay, 10 through 6. Okay, 10 through 6. Yeah. Well, because I think the top five is going to be a little easier than the yeah. bottom five. So maybe we'll start with the top, because I think maybe <laughs> one, 
It should be pretty set, hopefully. Uh, but let's <laughs> let's go top five first, and then we can kind of because they'll probably be more debatable selections. Later. So we are starting with one through okay. five. We're let's gonna, go start right, with so one through five. Reverse. Please reverse. go ahead. Give us our our one through five. Start from one to five, or go from five to yeah. one. Start from one to five. <laughs> okay. Well, number one is Gardner Minshew. Um, <laughs> I think that was pretty self-explanatory. Yes. Obviously, he's yeah. the number one. Saw that one coming. Um, Saw that one coming. Number two, we got Brady. I think he's for what forty-four. He's been just slinging that boy. I went through and I got all their uh, touchdown interception radio, their completion percentage, their yards per attempt, and all of their yards and everything. And Tom Brady's leading the league right now with nine touchdowns, the two picks. Um, his completion percentage is like pretty all right, sixty-five percent, and everything. He has six hundred and fifty yards, but he's just been beasting it so far. It's been it's insane how he's this old and still is playing like he's like twenty. Um, number three, we had uh, Russell Wilson. He had the highest yards per attempt at eleven point one, and that was kind of surprising to me. But he also has a, a six-zero touchdown pick ratio. Um, number four, we had Kyler Murray and on Trevor and I's lists, we had them three and four flipped. Um, I had Murray as three and Wilson as four, but four, we have Murray. Kyler's just been insane, especially in fantasy dropping 30 something points a week and he can run it. He can pass it. He can do pretty much everything with it. Um, and then number five, we had Matt Stafford. He's had a new light in, uh, LA. He's looked very comfortable there wasn't really much growing pains going from uh the lions to the rams i think i was expecting more of like a struggle out of him like the first few weeks at least mm -hmm. but he just he seems super comfortable in that system and cooper cup and him love their breakfast dates and i think it's good i have one question okay so obviously i think we all can consider gardner Minshew to be above this list <laughs> is patrick mahomes in your top five <laughs> Yeah, he's he's number, number one. He's no, he's your number one in Gardner <laughs> me because I was gonna say you kept going naming Liz and you didn't name Mahomes. I was debating whether or not to Mahomes, say Patrick Mahomes. Minshew, they're yeah. interchangeable. Okay. I missed up so, the name. Minshew, yeah, Minshew's number zero. Yeah, yes. Minshew is number one in our hearts. Mahomes is number one in our heads. That's yes. fair. Correct. All right, all right, Brandon. Do you want to take the top five or do you want me to take um, the top five? You do the top five because. Where we disagreed okay. was the, the 5 through 10. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So we've got Mahomes boy, number one. I think it's pretty pretty easy to, to see that. I, I think he's been great this year. Um, we also have Brady at two. Um, like Blaze said, he's been unbelievable at his age 44 season, um, which is scary to say. Um, number three, we have Russell Wilson. So, again, we're, we're, we're keeping the same <laughs> so far. Um, there's really not much to add. He's been pretty, he's been solid. Uh, second half of the Tyson Titans game that took their foot off the gas and they didn't perform very well in overtime, but I'll talk about that later. Why? Um, number four is where we differ a little bit. We have Aaron Rodgers at number four. Um, we, I don't know if we took this list as just the first two games of the season. I think we went into this thinking, this is more of like the last however long they've been – not however long they've been in the league, the last couple of years. 
Okay. So that Aaron Rodgers MVP, MVP last year. I've got we've got to take that into consideration. I mean, he had a really bad game against Tampa or against uh, the last year Tampa. This year the Saints, but he bounced back. He was almost perfect against the Lions. It wasn't. It was what we saw from Aaron Rodgers last year, and and I would say Aaron Rodgers does have one or two games a year like that Saints game where he's just bad and mm-hmm. just doesn't try. So. I, we gave it to Aaron Rodgers at four. And then at number five, we put Lamar Jackson. Um, I thought this was a quarterback we think, list. <laughs> yes, it yeah, is a quarterback back. list. How Can you name me, like, how, how many good wide receivers does Lamar have? And he still beat the Chiefs as a quarterback. I mean, have, being able to be did a dual threat quarterback. Did he beat the Chiefs or did Clyde Edwards fumbling beat the Chiefs? He still had to make All the play. All I'll say – yeah, Lamar made a fourth and one play at his that own forty with like a minute and a half left, and he kept it himself. He didn't hand it off; he mm-hmm. just ran it. And so I, I would put Lamar. The, he's won an MVP. He's won uh, a playoff game. He's performed well, at least in the regular season. He's performed exceptionally for three over three years now, or well, three years now because he didn't start immediately, but. I think he's deserved to, to be in that top five. And a lot of the other guys on the list that maybe we're going to talk about later haven't proved as much. I mean, Matt Stafford, year five, hasn't won a playoff game, hasn't won an MVP, um, hasn't really done much with the Detroit Lions had and, Calvin and Johnson. more than double the career. Mm-hmm. Had Megatron, had Golden Tate, had prime Marvin Jones and prime Golden Tate. Um, we, so we, 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 we did put a heavy emphasis on the first two games, though. Yeah, I do want to. Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. We did. I, I can tell. I can tell. We, um, we kind of we didn't disregard previous seasons, but we kind of just let it fade in the background. So all right, FYI. all right. So, just so FYI. I'm gonna guess okay. that we're we may differ a little bit in the next That's okay, in yeah. the next five. I, I, uh, but yeah, that rounds our top five. I will add to the Lamar argument. I heard. I don't remember who it was, but I heard this beautiful debate the other day about Lamar, and it's if you change quarterback to just say playmaker there's very few people in the league that make more plays and do more for their team than Lamar Jackson that's fair and I I think we get caught up on a lot that he's not a drop back quarterback that just yeets the ball down the field like Mahomes but Lamar has very very good quarterback efficiency stats and he just makes plays so I that doesn't mean I still can't hate him I I think if he wasn't on the Ravens (laughs) I would be completely fine with him, and he would be definitely in my top five. But right. yeah. I, I got that vendetta <laughs> I think, against the Ravens. I think yeah. being a Browns fan just makes me not like. Oh, him. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so there's a little bit of there's a little bit of bias in our list too. Um, six or at ten, number six. At number six, we have Dak Prescott. He's been playing Ooh. exceptionally well this year, right off of his injury last year. I mean, he's come right back to where he was. Um, I think he has the most completions. If he I'm does have the most completions. From, uh, Blaze's list, so um, he's playing pretty impressive. Um, this might the next one might be a stretch, but uh, once again, a little bit of bias. Uh, we think Baker is number seven <laughs> for the season. He has he has the highest completion percentage. Uh, both the one pick at least this weekend wasn't his fault. It was Schwartz's for going one touchdown. Two interceptions. He has a rushing touchdown. Brian, can I argue with that, though? He has an 81.6% completion percentage, which is well above anyone else in the league. Yeah, where's – but hey, 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 where's Teddy Bridgewater? Is he on your list? 
No. Because I'm pretty no. sure Teddy's at like 77% and is 2-0 and and has thrown more touchdowns. And he's Teddy Bridgewater's outplayed Baker Mayfield this year. <laughs> well, we like Baker. Uh, number, <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> number eight, we have Derek Carr. Uh, like we talked about okay. earlier, right. he's been playing exceptionally well. Um, he's beaten the Ravens and the Steelers. Um, and he's done it by passing it quite a bit. Like we said, he, he has no really run game there. Uh, number nine, Aaron Rodgers, the bounce back game, you know, yesterday, um, I'm sure he'll continue to play like that. So I'm sure he'll slowly rise up back into the top five, um, as the season goes along. And then number 10, uh, we have, uh, like Kirk Cousins, Teddy Bridgewater. We're both kind of in that, in that area. Cause, um, you know, the Broncos really haven't faced anybody that good but I mean like you said he's been playing well and then Kirk Cousins he's been playing decent but the Minnesota Vikings just cannot win uh so we we kind of have them as like a 10 honorable mention back and forth sort of thing so that is our top 10 quarterbacks we're sure that you disagree with quite a few (laughs) yes yes that would be correct Kirk Cousins is just in a league in his own no (laughs) nobody nobody Kirk Cousins like Kirk Cousins it's (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't understand it. It's an anomaly. But Brian and I have Josh Allen at six, which not a great start to the year, but Josh Allen has probably the greatest collection of physical talents or close to it in the league. Had a great year last year. They'll get it going again this year soon. Seven, we have Kyler Murray. He has been setting the league on fire through two weeks. I personally had him at five. Brian talked me down off the ledge. We dig- we agreed to put him at seven. I may, I may jump in, if, if I may, about Kyler Murray. Uh, he should be one and one. Let's be honest. The, <laughs> the Vikings absolutely choked a 37-yarder f- field goal. And the re- like if the Vikings had won that game, it would have been because of Kyler Murray because he threw a pick six. He threw another interception that was really bad. Kyler's very, very hit or miss. Um, he's going to make a lot of electric plays, but he's also going to make a couple dumb plays. Um, and he doesn't have the arm strength of a Mahomes to maybe get over the, you know, flinging it around a little bit. So I just think he hasn't proved enough to be uh, above guys like Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson. That's fair. And then at eight, we have Justin Herbert. There are times where Justin Herbert just makes everything look so easy. And I think mm-hmm. he's, he's going to be a top five quarterback before we know it. But for right now, we have him at eight. Number nine is Matt Stafford, as Trevor alluded to. Stafford has looked great in that Rams uniform. The bone white or whatever the heck they refer to their colors are as looks much better than Detroit blue on him. He looks happy. He's dancing around. We got Matt Stafford at nine. And then at 10, rounding out our list is Dak Prescott. I think Brian and I both have been surprised how quickly, quickly, how quickly he bounced back from his ankle injury. Week one, he was phenomenal. Week two, he was slightly less phenomenal. He was, I guess, boring is kind of the word I would throw on Dak from last week. But that's a good he, one. He, he took what the defense gave him and they won the game. So we got we got Dak at ten for now, and then our honorable mentions were Derek Carr, Baker, and Ryan Tannehill for now. Mm-hmm. We had Kirk Cousins oh, yeah. maybe considered Kirk as well a little bit, but but Derek Carr was definitely our eleven. Yeah, though 
Alright, and, and Blaze and I have added a third option. So when the viewers listen, we have our top we both have our top tens. Well Blaze and I have our not top ten quarterbacks <laughs> of all time. Of all time. We would like to, oh my god. Of all, all time. time. We're gonna go through our to- not top ten quarterbacks of all time. Let's here. go. Are they uh, just so, a bunch of brown starters? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh so number ten, our number ten worst quarterback of all time is pre LASIK Jameis Winston. <laughs> he had a thirty and thirty season, thirty touchdowns, thirty interceptions. They're gonna make a thirty for thirty about him. I just know it uh so he Wait. is our number 10 does does post lasik surgery james winston make an appearance no he's better he's he's better now he's not as bad as he was so uh blaze if you want to go for number nine all right number nine we have uh kirk cousins in primetime games <laughs> kirk cousins uh, is you like so that bad. you like that <laughs> you like that you like that it was it, it was a brutal uh that's a brutal stat for kirk cousins right there he's definitely in a league of his own that's oh, yeah. uh, number eight. We have pre shit Lamar versus the Browns. Uh, when he went to the locker room, they weren't he wasn't doing the best. But then when he came out, he was just firing on all cylinders. Weren't we down two touchdowns when he went matter. to the locker room? He did room. much better when he came out afterwards. So if you're comparing pre and post shit Lamar, in. Brian, these are our power rankings. Shut up. <laughs> pre and post shit Lamar. Pre shit Lamar was much much worse than post shit Lamar. Speaking of shit, uh, number seven <laughs> we have Mark Sanchez the butt fumble himself when running up the middle. <laughs> You just can't fumble the ball away when running up the middle like that. So, um, at number six, we have Zach Wilson. Uh, that's, that's it. <laughs> I love how that one doesn't have any contingencies to it. <laughs> number five, we have Shea Patterson. Just a terrible quarterback. I forgot about Shea Patterson. <laughs> I did too. Uh, number four, we have Johnny Football. Johnny Manziel. Number three, we have uh, every quarterback for the Browns before Baker, after hey, the return. They did make an appearance. Wait, so does Manziel make the list twice, once as Yes, every that's Browns how bad player? he is. <laughs> He's number four and number three. At number two, we have Peyton's forehead. Uh, he's just a terrible quarterback, so, yep. Number one, Nathan Peter meme. Okay. Nathan Peter- Peterman's the worst quarterback. We almost ever. saw it. Derek Carr got a little banged up in the Steelers game. We almost saw Nathan Peterman again. <laughs> I was very excited. <laughs> he would have thrown another three interceptions <laughs> in five minutes. <laughs> so Zach Wilson. That, yeah, there you go. Yeah, right there. or Joe Burrow. That is our not top ten <laughs> quarterbacks. Or oh, yeah, Joe Burrow. Burrow throwing three picks on back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. <laughs> <laughs> Still almost won the game. That tells you a lot more about the Bears. <laughs> Because Justin Fields threw one of the most egregious interceptions I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh, uh, be a fun fun weekend for us as Browns fans. Maybe our defense will get back on track against the Red Rifle with Justin Fields. But yeah, so now you have three options to choose from. You have Trevor and Blaze's top ten, Brandon and Brian's top ten, or Trevor and Blaze's not top ten quarterbacks. Well, so. I feel like all the votes are going to go towards the not top ten. It's not very comparable. I mean, you should have made a better list then. <laughs> That's a pander pick. <laughs> oh, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Absolute scam. Well, Brandon, we've for the next episode, we've got to come up with a with a another top ten list that that can go up against that one. Okay. One. Um, oh, I'm just going to start off. Number one worst is. Trevor playing any quarterback in Madden. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. Hey. That's a great number one. 
All right, the fourth option on the poll will just be Trevor playing quarterback on Madden. We'll see if that one beats everything That's else. all. That's all ten of the not top ten <laughs> options. Trevor is just Trevor. Trevor, yeah, Trevor playing Drew Brees. Trevor playing Sam Darnold. Trevor playing Trevor Lawrence. Just every every quarterback in Madden. Yeah. Trevor playing the Cowboys oh. in 15 minute quarters when I broke seven different records with the Panthers <laughs> by only doing the same slant play to George Olson. It was <laughs> George Olson. Greg Olson. Greg Olson. <laughs> I was thinking George Kittle from earlier. <laughs> George Olson. This is fall. This George Olson was the, the player I made. <laughs> we have gone <laughs> off the rails. We really have. Uh, George Olson. <laughs> George Olson. Anyway. To, to bring it back, we're going to start looking ahead to week three. In our Dynasty League, we have uh, we have one inter-podcast matchup, which is me versus Blaze. And then we have Sorry, Brian Blaise. playing CJ, Trevor playing Courtney, and Jalen preparing to get pummeled by Kevin. <laughs> yep. yep. Not much to say there. Yeah, I think Jalen's going to get <laughs> mollywhopped. <laughs> Brian, how are you feeling about your chances of finally getting a win? Mm, that's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was confident. Not, that already sounded I'm defeated. Not, I'm not going to predict another win until I actually win a game. So, <laughs> okay, um, all right. I might be predicting L's for a while now, but uh, I'm not too confident. Well, Brian, as of right now, McCaffrey Sleeper gives you a 46% chance at winning. So. Mm. That's about 40% too much. (laughs) The person in the league with the highest percentage chance to win is me. Oh, really? It has me 75% chance to beat Blaze already. Wow. Damn. Blaze, your team is ass. Well, also, I had (laughs) Jacobs and OBJ out. So it'll get better when I put people back in. I'm not going to win, but... (laughs) If they play. If they play. Yeah. Yeah. I think Courtney and Isles will be an interesting matchup, but um, I hope so. I want to. I, I want a nail biter. Yeah, I think you know Brandon's and Blazes will be interesting because you have Brandon, who's on a roll right now. He's obviously not as good as Kevin, but he's still two and zero. Yikes! Um, then you have Blaze, who beat the brakes off the number two power ranking Brian here. So we'll have to see. Uh, I'm just expecting. I'm expecting to lose all of these games until I face Kevin, and then somehow I'm going to beat Kevin and give him his first loss. <laughs> Blaze both has a quality win and a quality loss. Mm-hmm. And you know the college football playoff committee loves quality losses. Hold on, hold so. on. Week one, a week one quality win typically turns out to not be that quality of a win. So you may not have a quality win, Blaze. But Brian, you're in the SEC, so you'll stay ranked the whole year. Yeah, you're gonna be ranked all year. <laughs> Am I? You'll you'll make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's how many teams? Four. Four. Half the league makes it. Oh, I'm not making the playoffs. I'm not making the playoffs. <laughs> playoffs? <laughs> Talk about playoffs? <laughs> All right. Oh, so anyway. I, I don't even know what to say anymore. We've really just taken this one completely off the rails. But <laughs> Let's talk about some games. We'll, we'll transition yeah, let's talk about some actual NFL. Our week three pick'ems. So like I said, so far, Trevor's five and three. Blaze is four and four. I am five and three. And Brian is three and five. This week, we're picking the Bears and Browns game, obviously, because we have to talk about the Browns every week. Our second game is the Buccaneers and the Rams, which, in my opinion, is probably the game of the week as we sit here today. 
And then our third game is the Colts and Titans because that game has huge ramifications for who's going to end up winning that division. So, Brian, you want to kick it off with uh, the Browns and Browns and Bears? Uh, Browns are going to win that game. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, there's there's not a lot there there's not a lot else to say. The Browns are going to win. It's is it at, it's at home, right? It's at home. Yep. yep. Yeah, they're. they're I, the I agree. Browns are going to win that game. I don't know what the spread is, but I think the Browns are going to win. So. It's like minus six or seven minus seven and a half. I think. I think. Maybe is what it was. I don't know about that, but it'll, it'll it'll be fine. We'll win by a touchdown. Yeah, that's what I would assume. So it is currently seven. Okay. Hey, touchdown. Yeah. So Blaze, you said Browns also. Yeah, I'm Browns too. I think it'll be close. I wonder if Blaze. I wonder if Blaze will ever pick somebody other than like to beat the Browns. We'll see. (laughs) We'll see. Uh, Yeah, I got I got Browns too. I'm excited though because I don't think Dalton's gonna play at least as we sit here today. I don't think he's gonna play. So watching Justin Fields get his first start against the Browns is going to be pretty fun. I know Trevor's Justin Fields. Trevor's going to be all too excited for that game. <laughs> yes, I, I have a Justin Fields jersey. Wait, Trevor, yeah, I, what jersey I, are you going to wear? I don't know. I I feel like I have to stay with the Browns for this week solely because we're both I'm still. I'm, I haven't moved to Chicago yet. No, if it was if I was in Chicago, I might wear my Bears jersey. Who knows? But. We're we're both of them. Just put the Fields one on and then put the Browns one over that. And then just I can get take hot. the Browns one off if the Chicago wins. So just wear one. Every of time Justin Fields scores a touchdown, just take off the Browns jersey. <laughs> wear one of them as our pair of pants. Okay. Yeah. Yep. 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 I'll wear the, the the Bears one as my pants. So. Gotcha. All right. So Disrespect. Trevor, Buccaneers, Rams. Oh, this was a tough one because, like we talked about earlier, Tom Brady has been firing on all cylinders. But the Rams, he has not faced a defense like the Rams defense yet. Um, You know, you got Jalen Ramsey, who's an elite corner. I do think that, I'm trying to think, they played last year. And I think, did the did the Rams come out of Tampa Bay with a win last year? I, yes. I think, I think they did. I think, I think the yeah. Bucks. I think the Bucks are going to end up winning this time. I think the Bucs are going to revenge that loss last year, and I think that Tom Brady is just playing at MVP level. So I do think that the Bucs are going to win this game. I think I'm going with the Rams on this one. I think Tom Brady's been playing amazing so far, undoubtedly. I think this might be his first hiccup in the season. I think the Rams D is going to throw him off guard compared to the D he's been facing. Um, I think it might be a shootout. Uh, between Stafford and him, but I think the Rams come out on top just based on that D. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers on this. I don't know. The Rams didn't perform very well against uh, Indianapolis, um, and that was against Carson Wentz. So uh, with Michael Pittman as the number one receiver for the Colts. So I think the Buccaneers and Tom Brady are going to fare a little bit better, and the Rams' defense is really good, but – the they lost a lot of starters, and it's basically just Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, and a bunch of other guys. And Jalen Ramsey can only really cover one, maybe two players on a play. And the Rams have like, or the Buccaneers have like people? five. <laughs> I don't know zone co- zone zone coverage deep deep. Oh, uh, okay. He okay. can cover a lot He's of. He's gonna stretch his arms across the field. Yeah, <laughs> just gonna yeah. So I think the the. The Bucks are gonna win. I think it'll be relatively close, but I, I would I think the Bucks are gonna go into SoFi and beat the Rams. I also agree. I got I got the Bucks in this game. I know we 
we have this idea of the Rams defense being super, super good, but we really haven't seen that yet this year. The Colts were able to move the ball decently at times in the last game, and that was with Carson Wentz and not great receivers, a banged up O-line, and Carson Wentz having sprained both ankles. And as Brian said, they lost a lot of players. They also lost their defensive coordinator, who is now the head coach of the Chargers. So I got the I got the Buccaneers. Um, this morning, the Rams were a one-point favorite. Vegas now has moved that line, and the Buccaneers are a one-point favorite. So it is basically a pick em game, and they have the over-under at 55.5. So expecting a lot of points, expecting a shootout in this game. And then for our last game, like I said, we have the Colts and the Titans which both teams are one and one, right? Wait, no. No, Colts are one and two. So Colts need a victory bad, but they have a banged up Carson Wentz. Not sure if he's going to play. So, Blaze, who you who you got in this matchup? I got the Titans. I think it's not going to be close. Um, the Titans, I was scared for the Titans like the first game and a half, but based off of that second half they had, I think they're finally like, getting into the swing of things and getting their offense going. And I think, I don't think the Colts can stop it. Yeah. I think the Titans are very much a second half team. Um, I think it takes Derrick Henry a while to rev up, rev up those fryers. I think that's definitely a point that the defense just wears down as the game goes on. And you, you just can't take a lot of hits from a 250 pound running back as a, you know, smaller linebacker, smaller DB. So I would take the Titans. I think it might be it might end up being closer than we think because um, I think the Titans will definitely have the propensity to play in close games this year. Um, their defense is bad, especially if Carson if Carson Wentz goes. I think this game is very close. If Carson Wentz doesn't go, I I don't give the Colts too much of a chance, especially because they don't have that great of a skill position group. Their offensive line is obviously banged up a little bit, but I pick the Titans. But if, if Wentz plays, it's a close game. If Wentz doesn't, it's a blow. It's a big win for the Titans. Yeah, I think that the Colts are going to be fighting for their life because if you start 0-3, the chances of making the playoffs just drop dramatically. Um, but I, I do think that the Titans are going to pull this out. Um, like Blaze was saying, they, they started to figure it out in the second half, and Brian was saying that the Titans are a second-half team. Well, the Colts so far don't seem to be in any half team. So I think that the Titans are uh, just going to run away with this um, run away with this win here. I, I, that was a good one. Too. I agree with everything that you guys said. I also have the Titans here. Um, the Titans are currently a five and a half point favorite. I'm not sure if that's taking into account when it's playing or not. And the over-under set at 48. But I, I got it. I would take the Titans. I would take the Titans uh, with the, like, I would take the Titans minus five and a half right now if I could. I also think the unders looking nice in that game. Yes, that's mm. a lot of points. Well, hey, I'm not the uh, odd one out this week. It's Blaze. Blaze is the mm, odd yeah. one out we this week. Start... He is the only pick that's different from everyone. We need, some... we need to pick more controversial games. Yeah. We do. We do. Maybe we'll maybe we'll do five next week. Three three. Okay. It's tough to get yeah. different picks. That's fair. Three. Maybe we'll, we'll add a couple more games in next okay. week. CJ was not on this week. We might have him on next week for another parlay. But he did send me his lock of the week, the game he likes the most at the moment, and that was at the time when he texted me. The Washington football team was a nine point underdog against the Buffalo Bills. 
Oh man! So, wow. so he's he's got the the football team I'm covering smashing, there. Yeah, football team covering. I'm smashing that button. It's too many points. Right. Too many points. It's too many points. I don't know what were the Bucks uh, eleven point favorites against the Falcons, and they beat them by twenty three. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, well, that was because uh, they had two pick sixes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so that concludes most of the show. And to wrap up, like we had Blaze last week do his his hot takes, we're going to wrap up with a new segment that we're calling Off the Chest, where we're going to give each one of us a minute or two to rant about anything they want, ideally pertaining to sports, but it doesn't have to. We're not, we're not holding Blaze down to any <laughs> sports takes. We're giving him free reign, range. So here goes the first rendition of Off the Chest. Who, who wants to kick it off? We'll let Brian go first. Brian. You want me to go first? I want to oh. hear your rant about uh, Michigan. Or no, well, it's not about Michigan anymore, right? No, no, no. I've decided to do Michigan. Uh, okay, I was okay. going to rant about the referees, but I'm not as passionate about that. Um, I'm passionate about the fact that the Michigan football team is back, baby. We are back in business. It's un, like I don't so you know living alone in a new city for the first month of my uh, th- for this last month I don't you know I don't have uh, too much uh, you know talking out and about about sports so this has been pretty much just bottled up to me and I haven't been able to like let it out that how good I'm feeling about Michigan football this is the time we are three and zero we've looked unbelievable. Our running game, we, we to open in the game last week against Northern Illinois, and granted, it's Northern Illinois, I get it, but we were playing Middle Tennessee close two years ago. So don't tell me no games, this game doesn't matter. It matters to me. We opened that game with nine consecutive touchdown drives on offense. Nine straight drives resulting in a touchdown. All of them were rushing except one. They were all rushing except for one. We have run for... 330 yards in the first game, 340 yards in the second game, and 350 yards in the third game. We are like top five in the entire college football, um, uh, top five entire college football in rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. I am so proud of my team. We don't even need to throw the ball. It's great. McNamara has only attempted like 25 passes in the entire season. It's it's great. We're back to playing Michigan football, and we are going to beat Ohio State this year because Ohio State looks garbage right now. They almost lost to Tulsa. To Tulsa! <laughs> so, in conclusion, Michigan is going to the Big Ten Championship this year. Oh, That's wow. my prediction. We're going to the Big Ten title game, and we don't even. I don't even think we'll need to beat Ohio State to do it. I think Ohio State's going to lose at least two other Big Ten games, and we're going to go undefeated until Ohio State hits, and then we'll beat Ohio State anyway because we feel like it. So that's I yeah just I just want to get that off my chest. Once again, Michigan, the best football team in the month of September, getting the, the fans' hopes up. Blaze, keep this one. Really, best football? Were we the best football oh. team in the month of September last year? No, we went one and two. It was you didn't great. play in the month of September last year. Yeah, bozo. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> hey, two years ago we we went to triple overtime against Army. I in remember our second game. game of the year, 
And we almost lost to Middle Tennessee State in our first game of the year. So don't tell me we're good in September. We're not. We're just bad overall. We're just a bad team. But this year, it's different. I think my fantasy names have really, really hit it off. Let's go, Jim Harbaugh. Michigan is back, baby. I believe National you mean Lake Poe Ja Hambaugh. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do mean As that. Blaze's drunk text said to us. <laughs> yes, that was... Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, who wants to go next? <laughs> I can go. Um, mine is a completely different uh, rant. Mine is about, like Brian said, it's a little bit about refereeing, specifically about taunting penalties and targeting penalties. Uh, first of all, I'm going to start with the taunting penalties. Uh, I think it was there was 11 taunting penalties in week two, which is ridiculous. There was only three in week one, and there was 11 in week two, which is 14 over two weeks, which is absolutely ridiculous you rarely see taunting penalties unless someone is like jawing at someone and the ref tries to push away and they come back and continue jawing at them um a couple of the examples of the taunting penalties from this week a texans player spinning the ball on the ground after a first down i was at the game and i even saw the replay and i went that's a taunting penalty he spun the ball for for, i mean i'm not going to complain that's 15 yards you know backwards but that was ridiculous um Keenan Allen got a first down and he got up, he got a little bit in the Cowboys defender's face, but it was maybe for not even three or four seconds and they threw a flag on him. The Bills D was celebrating an incomplete pass and went, put his arms like this and a taunting flag was thrown because he did it near a defender. And then when on the Bucks second pick six, it was the same guy, I think his name was Mike Edwards, on his second pick six, he turned around and walked backwards into the end zone and they threw a flag on him. Uh, so I think that it's gotten out of control. I think that celebrating is a cool part of the game. Um, I've heard I've heard this on a couple other podcasts that there's a clip of Bill, even Bill Belichick saying that players should be allowed to celebrate after they uh, they do a good play because they work for that um, all the time. Can I also, add, I, I, Trevor? Yes, go ahead. Another example: Jared Cook, tight end. Every time he would get a touchdown, he would celebrate by like making a little like bowl of cereal that he would cook up. He got a taunting foul for that last week after he scored a touchdown, even though he did it for the past however many years. It's ridiculous. Did so the touchdown not end up counting? What? Did the touchdown not end up counting? I think so. <laughs> it was <laughs> I think stupid. There might have been another penalty on that. But either way, there is a clip out there of a Browns wide receiver who, after he scores a touchdown, he puts the football down and he just walks away. And that is what the referees now want the, the football players to do. Score the touchdown, put the football on the ground, turn around, and walk away. And I think that is egregious, ridiculous. It should not be how footballers celebrate when you score a touchdown. And then targeting on the other side of things, um, there's been a couple missed calls. You know, I, I first of all, hate that players are ejected for targeting. I think there's just... Mr. Joel Klatt joining I, I do podcast. sound like Joel Klatt, but I think there should be two levels of targeting, uh, kind of like in basketball, how there's two le- levels of a flagrant foul. Uh, the second, you know, like a targeting two can result in an ejection if it's like really bad and you can see there's like intent. Um, but like the Ohio State game, first game against Minnesota, when the Ohio State guy clobbered him, um, I do think that it was targeting. Uh, they didn't end up calling it a targeting, but I do agree with Joel Klatt when he said that they shouldn't be ejected for it because he, you know, tried to lead it with the shoulder. The defender just completely dropped. Um, the Oregon game versus Ohio State, Chris Olave got drilled in the head. It was a third and like 18. We got like, you know, seven or eight yards on it and he got drilled in the head and they said that they reviewed it and they said that they couldn't overturn it, which I just disagree with it. He just completely got hit in the head. Again, 
shouldn't have been ejected for, but at least give us the penalty. Uh, there were four ejections in the Ole Miss Louisville game, uh, which is absolutely ridiculous. And then this past weekend at the whiteout game, the Auburn Penn State game, the Penn State guy was attempting to stretch to score a touchdown, and the Auburn guy was attempting to stop him. And it just so happened, I don't even think that he made head-to-head -head contact. I think it was with his shoulder to the Penn State guy's head. And they called targeting and ejected him. And the guy even tweeted online afterwards, what am I supposed to do? Just let him score? So I think that the targeting is getting out of control. I think that they need to firm that up. And I think the taunting penalties are getting out of control. That is my rant for the day. I was watching that Penn State-Auburn game. Oh, that was awful. not a good call. Awful. It was just bad refereeing. Well, the, the refs in the Penn State-Auburn game were straight ass. They were, <laughs> they were the they worst were... referees I've ever seen. They fully just got rid of a down for Penn yeah. State. They just yeah. didn't have a third down or a second down or whatever. Yeah, it so was refer just refereeing is on my hot seat for this week. All right, my rant has three parts. It is a okay. trident of anger. First up <laughs> is Ohio State. Like Brian said, we yeah. suck right now. Woo! The de the defense is awful. It it looks at times like nobody knows what they're doing, and as a powerhouse team, a team that recruits at a top three level, you should have more, way better athletes on this field than anybody else you're going to play outside of Alabama. And the fact that you got completely out coached, out schemed by both Oregon and Tulsa in back to back weeks. And you have defenders at middle linebacker, outside linebacker, safety, looking like they're completely lost and just breaking assignment every other play. It's awful. And then the offense, which I thought was going to be good and should be really good, just doesn't have an identity. They have no juice. Thank the Lord for Travion Henderson being an otherworldly athlete and running for almost 300 yards in that game because Stroud couldn't do anything. The offensive line could not pass block for most of that game which should be their calling card because we have one of the most offensive one of the most talented offensive lines in the country and even our wide receivers Olave didn't have a catch he had two drops no catches looked like he didn't even want to be out there so Ohio State's got a lot of work to do he had one called back on a penalty right yes late in the game yeah but we they got a lot of work to do on that Ryan Day needs to right the ship leaders got to step up I think they have the talent to do it. I believe in most of the coaching staff, other than a couple coaches on the defensive end. They'll right the ship. I don't, I don't know if we're Big Ten title worthy. Might lose to Michigan, but they'll get a lot better. But it's very frustrating. Second is parlays. I had two parlays for a grand total of $40, because I bet like a dollar or $2 at a time, missed because the Chargers, A, completely threw that game. They tried to lose it, and they did. Cost me money. Thanks, Chargers, for all the stupid penalties. And then we had the Chiefs. That cost me like 20 bucks because Clyde Edwards-Layer can't hold on to the ball to end the game. So He only gets five touches a game, and one of the touches that he gets, he fumbles the ball. Both parlays, only one out of six. One out of the six bets missed on both of them, and it was the Chargers for throwing the game and the Chiefs for throwing the game. And lastly, grocery stores. I finally <laughs> went grocery shopping the other day. I was hyped because I, I had COVID. I was out for two weeks, couldn't leave the apartment. So I was like, let's go to the grocery store. It'll be a fun time. So I had to treat myself. I was like, I'll get some ice cream. I'll get some Bud Light. Get back after the store. Sit down. 
I somehow bought many cans of Bud Light. They're eight ounces. Who sells a 12 pack that is eight ounce cans of beer? Who wants that? Nobody. And it was in the tiniest Comic Sans font at the top left of the box. Nobody could even saw it. Stupid. And then second, the ice cream I bought wasn't even ice cream. It's frozen yogurt. Again, <laughs> Calibri Wingdings font or whatever the heck. A frozen yogurt at the top. It's false advertising. That's what it is. I got absolutely hoodwinked. Bamboozled. You gotta print. Led astray. <laughs> Grocery stores. Well, my rant this week, it's not even really a rant. It's just kind of like, it's a letter to the football gods. What did week two ever do to you guys? <laughs> like, why? 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 We had, I think, every other play in the Browns-Texans game, there was someone on the ground. The game was felt eight hours long just because, oh, you did a play? There's a Texan on the ground. Oh, you did a play? Baker looks like he broke his arm. And then... I'll just, I think in the span of 20 minutes, uh, Adam Schefter tweeted out five different quarterbacks getting injured and two were getting carted off. Derek Carr getting hurt. Oh, now here's Baker getting hurt. Carson Wentz. What? Can we just have a week without injuries? And why did they all have to happen week two? That's how it was last year with McCaffrey and Saquon. Nick Chubb, I think, got hurt what, week four or something. But what, what did week two do? Also, my team severely underperformed in every aspect. Every projection was lower than what it should have been on top of the players that already got out on my team. So week two is just cursed and I hate it and I hope it's up from here. Hope for a yeah, bounce week. back week three. Mm -hmm. Brian's week. Week two. Brian's week. Brian's week. Oh no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I would love for it to be, but I don't, I don't know about that. I, I will say Brian... During our, our pick'em, Blaze said, and it won't even be close. So he might have cursed himself oh, and taken I might have cursed myself off of you. Who did you say that for? The Browns? No, Titans Colts. The... Oh, yeah. I will never mm -hmm. say it's going to be picked, a blowout for the Browns. I picked the, the Titans Browns. for that, too. <laughs> Brandon, 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 I don't know if you realize, I said the Titans, too. So Blaze just sunk my own my ship for me. Well, I think everyone <laughs> said Titans, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, but still, it's it's just gonna be because you know it's gonna make me oh, wrong. Again. If I'm going down, I'm bringing everyone down with me. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Well, here's here's to Brian winning his first fantasy game. Not even in our league, just in leagues. Period. This year, <laughs> here's to the Browns having a big victory over Justin Fields in the Bears. And thank you all for listening to this week's episode. We'll be back next week with another episode. Possibly with a with a guest, might be CJ with some parlay picks. Who knows? We'll figure it out. But thank you all for listening, and we will see you all next week. Bye -bye. Should I use some x-ray? Even though I know that I'll get banned I know that I can't find no nether